Welcome to the Audit Podcast, the number one podcast for the audit profession. Be sure to check the show notes for all of our social media channels and to sign up for the Audit Podcast newsletter. Now, here's your host, Trent Russell. This podcast is sponsored by Green Skies Analytics, where they do everything tech-related, but only for internal audit. Although compliance and risk management, y'all are cool too, so feel free to check it out also. To find out more, please visit greenskiesanalytics.com, but it's more likely that you're just going to Google it. So to find out more, please Google Green Skies Analytics. This podcast is also brought to you by AuditBoard, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit AuditBoard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see AuditBoard's award-winning platform in action today. Today on the show, we have Yulia German. She is the Vice President of Internal Audit and Corporate Security at Packaging Corporation of America. She's also on the board for the Chicago IIA chapter, and she is a member of the Committee of Research and Education Advisors, also with the IIA. Just a few of the things that we talk about is what is the number one issue that Yulia is hearing from her peer chief audit executives, what guidance would Yulia give on recruiting and retaining talent and her magic solution to that? If you haven't figured out, the answer to the first question is the question <laughs> from the second question. Um, all right, so we also talk about how to leverage staff augmentation models. And so with retainment being an issue and recruiting being an issue right now, best guidance on how to go about leveraging a staff augmentation model. We also talk about what's the one thing that every auditor should do after listening to this episode. And then what always makes for, I think, a, a pretty interesting question is if Yulia were to come back on the show a year from now, then what would we be talking about then? Here we go. What song makes your brain happy? Is there just like a song when you hear it, you turn it up on the radio? I think it just changes, honestly, kind of depending on what's playing and then when you hear something familiar it's like oh that that is a, a really nice song uh, i can tell you where i'm going uh which concerts i'm going in the next couple of weeks <laughs> i'm gonna go and see sting if that tells you anything that's yeah one of my favorite performance but i wouldn't say you know it's one and only but what is a, a favorite tool of yours can it be a car to get, get me from point a to point b perfect that's that it's an original answer for sure. So yeah, we'll go with that car. That's good. As someone who, um, I had a had... more creative answer for you too. Okay. What's that? Cricket machine to make projects and, you know, you make, uh, t-shirts for your kids, you know, with their camp gear and things like that. Okay. We'll run with that one. I like that. <laughs> Do you use it like all the time? Not all the time, more of a, when my kids need something customized or my friend's kids need something. So I do it for them. If you could grab every auditor in the world by the shoulders and shake them and say, will you please just do this one thing? What would that be? Communicate well. <laughs> how would you, if someone wasn't an effective communicator, how would you like coach them to be a better communicator or maybe even what are some resources you might point them to? 
uh, I will give them examples and I will tell them how it's perceived or how it's not perceived or some of the recent examples of lack of communication, what that created, you know, what kind of issues that created and how it could have been avoided with maybe a better sentence or better timing. Yeah. I don't know if this is anecdotal or if there was some kind of data behind it, but I remember in school, uh, one of our, I'll just call him an IT professor, said that the number one reason that IT projects fail is because of ineffective communication. Yeah, I think it really goes for everything. Yeah. Do you guys do any kind of agile type stuff? Like we use a lot of agile with my clients because of that, like it forces the communication. Have you, have you or your team adopted any agile principles? No, we have not. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's really more about gen generally ongoing communication and, and communicating what's needed and when it's needed, but not really an agile methodology. Got it. Okay. And I know you talk to a lot of your peer CAEs. Um, what's, what's like the number one issue you hear from your CAE group? Yeah. I, I mean, obviously there is a few, but the one that keeps coming up to the top is, is uh, hiring and mm -hmm. retention. That's been definitely top of mind for pretty much everybody. What's, and what, like, is there, what, what kind of insights could you share from those conversations you've had where people go, um, you know, we're trying this to retain talent or we're trying this to recruit and this has been effective or and maybe even, um, even speaking to maybe what hasn't been effective. So people don't waste their time, uh, maybe trying that way. Is there just any kind of guidance you can help other folks that uh, are struggling with the same? Yeah. So I think for the, for the hiring piece is, uh, uh, trying to recruit the same way we've been trying to recruit pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, that really has not worked well for a lot of us because A, there's way more flexibility out there now. So if you think about 2020 and pre-COVID, uh, a lot of companies required four or five days in office presence. Uh, certain criteria had to be met. You have to be close to the office. You have to be able to uh, you know, travel or whatever that could be. Uh, after pandemic, I think there's so much flexibility offered by so many companies that even your local talent has more opportunities now. So you're competing not only with your local market, but also with the whole yeah. uh, United States or beyond that, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it could be outside of US as well. So, so teaching us flexibility and thinking outside of your standard kind of criteria you used to have is uh, almost a must. Otherwise, you will never hire anybody, I feel like. Um, so for us, you know, from when we talked um, with the peers, it really was about, you know, how do we stay flexible? What, what are we flexible on? Do you have to have somebody who is local? Are you okay with considering expanding that talent search to being remote, but having ability to travel if that's what you need? Uh, also thinking about how you recruit or where you recruit from and which skill sets you need. Is it still predominantly accounting finance you're looking for? Or is this really what you need? Or are you thinking about expanding beyond to data analytics skills or something that's specific to your industry, specific to your company that is not traditional skill set, but maybe something that you actually need uh, and you didn't have to um, think about it before, but now you have to be more creative with that. So I think those are some of the learnings we've had over the last year or so. And in terms of retention, I think um, one of my colleagues brought up points saying that um, it's important to really check in with people one-on-one -on -one and really understand how they're doing, right? Instead of just saying, did you get your work done? How are you doing? You know, how, how have you been doing? What's going on with you? Are we giving you the tools you need? You know, are you receiving the training you need and the guidance? 
Are you feeling um, that you're part of this company, especially if it's fully remote? I think that's even more important to make sure that we have that sense of being connected and and uh, contributing to the same goal. Um, and uh, I think that that definitely helps with the retention. Yeah. Um, are you hiring right now? Yes, we're actively hiring right now. So if I can put on the plug and say that we are hiring, <laughs> definitely reach out. You know, we have different levels. You know, we have a few open positions and uh, we have some great opportunities to grow within our team. You're talking about like the level of flexibility that needs to be offered. What for the positions that you have open, like please continue to, to like plug those. What What's like the flexibility options that you all are offering? Flexibility is, you know, we are... We're flexible in the sense that, uh, you know, we're mostly working remote from, you know, from remotely. We don't have to be in the office uh, any certain days of the week, or sometimes it, you go for a few weeks without having to be in the office. Uh, we are starting to expand to remote uh, options. We used to be uh, requiring only in-state presence. We're now considering, as I just said, you know, being more flexible uh, with that requirement. So. Yeah. So there are some opportunities with that as well. So um, again, having some of uh, a lot of the team members actually living in the city and our office is actually in the, in the suburbs of Chicago, uh, that drive could be a long one, especially when you're driving in traffic. So eliminating some of that burden on, on the team, I think is definitely helpful in terms of retention and, and just having more flexibility that way. Um, we, um, so I think that's really the main change, you know, pre-pandemic, we're pretty much in the office hundred percent of the time, you know, with some exceptions. So it's, it's kind of went the other direction <laughs> pretty significantly. Yeah. And with that, do you have some kind of like annual, like all hands face-to-face -face type, uh, meeting where you, uh, we have people all over the country, but once a year or some, some kind of schedule where we're all going to get together, or is it still kind of almost like too new for that i feel like uh it is important to get together periodically so uh, especially for uh some uh some of the team members who are newer hires and who've been mostly in the remote setting it's very important to have opportunity to bond and, and get to know your teammate uh off screen no offense to our screen conversation but <laughs> it's nice to have <laughs> in person and in-person uh, interactions as well so we to answer your question we are having some formal uh, meets and, and, and uh, it, it's usually a combination of uh, some training so that we have some topics yeah. that we want to cover as a team, but also some social events or some something that um, we actually are going to do as a team next uh, week. We're going to do uh, Feed My Starving Children. I don't know if you're familiar with that organization, but it's basically uh, healthy packing meals for um, to be shipped to um, different countries to help uh, with the uh, um, you know, with the uh, the meals that are not available readily. And uh, it's a really good uh, team building activity. You yeah. kind of work when you pack the meals and it's, it's just a great uh, thing to do and you can contribute that time. Uh, but also having uh, social interaction and being able to uh, get to know each other a little bit better in a non-work uh, setting. Hey everyone, thank you for continuing to listen to the show. We want to say thank you again to our sponsors over at Audit Board, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. 
Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit auditboard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see Audit Board's award-winning platform in action today. Sometimes uh, we aren't able to find the people that we need uh, to fill those spots. And so I know we've talked staff augmentation models in the past. Um, it's a topic we haven't talked about on the podcast. I was, was wondering if you could just share kind of your insights, uh, how you leverage staff augmentation models. Uh, there's like certain positions that you seem to use staff augmentation as opposed to others or just kind of like walk us through, you know, kind of share with the listeners your kind of staff augmentation model, something they could learn from. Absolutely. Uh, so for, for me, I'm thinking about the staff augmentation in two buckets, if you will. So one is the truly staff augmentation. So if we are short of people, as we mentioned, I have a few open positions, or if we have a busier time in the year where we do physically need more people to help us with audit coverage, that's um, kind of a traditional staff augmentation. And, and for that, I recommend uh, uh, having uh, a couple of options, especially nowadays, because uh, it's not just us practitioners struggling with the resources. I've noticed that uh, co-source providers have similar issues. Mm. Uh, so, uh, so holding on to people or having the right um, skill set or having the, the number of people you need at this given time is also a challenge. So um, having some options is good, you know, and, and uh, obviously you have your top, you know, top choice, but you also have to have plan B, I feel like, because uh, it's important to be prepared. Um, and then balancing this uh, with your projections, obviously we'll think about our staffing projections, our expectations when we're going to fill the positions, uh, but also being prepared if we need to extend the co-sourcing uh, um, engagement. Uh, and the second part of this is the subject matter expertise. So naturally, uh, at least in my experience, I never have 100% of skill sets I need uh, to do the, um, the audit work that we need to do in terms of risk coverage and special uh, areas of expertise. Um, so um, rather than saying I can't do this audit because I don't have the right people, uh, which I don't really think is acceptable answer mm -hmm. for any of us, thinking through ahead of time what kind of subject matter expertise you may need and building those relationships as well and being able to provide the, um, the risk coverage with the right um, amount of expertise. That, okay. That's very important for, you know, for me personally as well. Okay. Is, is there like a time where you know that you need some like staff augmentation help? I, I, to me, I always think about like, hey, for most departments, it's like, hey, we, we're doing a cyber audit. Not really our thing. Let's bring someone else in. Is there, is there like some kind of key... Um, almost like a key indicator that makes you go, yep, that's outside of just expertise that makes you go, yep, we need some help. Something, that's, something that the listeners can kind of go, oh yeah, we might need help in that situation also. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of what you mentioned, right? A lot of the um, the IT specific skill sets, right? The cyber or uh, penetration testing, right? Mm -hmm. Anything to do with that. I mean, if you, you know, if you have a robust department, you may have tools and skills, but typically it's kind of cost prohibitive to have it. Uh, yeah. as part of you till plus it gets outdated all the time. So I feel like those types yeah. of um, uh, engagements are helpful to be uh, co-sourced. Uh, additionally, um, some of the data analytics in terms of developing your uh, roadmap or getting some expertise that kind of help you mature your internal functions. I think that that is a, a helpful uh, use of subject matter expertise as well. And uh, it would be... Uh, <laughs> Unacceptable of me not to mention ESG because that's the the topic that everybody is um, thinking about right now. Even if we're not actively 
engaged, but I think the surveys that have been out there, some LinkedIn polls and everything else, people are clearly internal auditors are thinking about it. Some are more actively uh, participating in either preparation or understanding what ESG looks like for your organization. But uh, at the same time, it's a complex area. It's not an area where traditionally accountant and finance, uh, finance uh, majors spend time in. So um, I think to assume that we know all the aspects of ESG is going to be um, very uh, short-sighted of us. So, so thinking about that potential areas uh, of expertise and who you can um, uh, engage to help you understand some of the specific areas would be very, uh, very important. But also depending on the industry, you may have to deal with certain areas of your company that again, you have no experts on your team and it could be totally okay because you may be engaging in certain areas maybe once every few years and maybe that's not something that you want to uh, have on a permanent uh, basis as part of your skill set of the team but um, it's it's basically continuous risk assessment and understanding your business and understanding what the risks are Do you have your uh, ARM as, a, as an organization you know participating in those discussions and understanding the the key risks and kind of thinking through what you can do from internal audit perspective and what kind of skills you need for that. I think you can plan ahead. Definitely. Okay. And we have, we've had multiple security folks on the show. And so for anyone that's listening or Yulia included, if you do need like that penetration testing help or um, some other um, cyber framework, ISO, all that kind of great stuff, um, just scroll through. There should be something security related in the the title of the episode. Um and that would be really good resources to reach out to. All right. Um, so a lot of our topics have revolved around people. And so I almost feel like I know the answer to this already, but as an audit leader, what is it that you care about the most? Yeah, I think I almost want to say people. I did want to say people. Uh, it's it's really, you know, kind of two things, I think, for me, as I think about um uh, being audit leader is really, you know, people to, to your point, but people in a bro broader sense, right? It's your team. Mm -hmm. It's your stakeholders as well. Um, and uh, with that, it's also the value and the value. How do you define the value? It's the value that you bring to your company as internal audit department. You know, what, what value can you add and what can you bring to the table, but also value of developing your people as well. And, um, in uh, uh, going back to the retention discussion, but also the progression discussion, right? What do your internal auditors want to do? In our case, we use uh, uh, not a formal um, model of placing talent outside of internal audit, but we're definitely viewed as a source of talent. So given uh, the team opportunity to develop them and really learn the company, and then eventually that's what they choose to do, uh, uh, take a different role um, and uh, and make sure they're successful and that future position is very important. Yeah. So so those those to me go hand in hand, people and and the value that we yeah. bring. I like that. Uh, if the listeners should do one thing after listening to this episode um, that they can take back to their their department to make a change, what would that be? Well, if you haven't done that already, I would say, go and talk to people in the organization, you know, build the relationships, especially given that we've been remote for a couple of years, some of us stay remote, some of us yeah. somewhat returned, um, reconnect with people, understand what's top of mind for them, not in a formal risk assessment setting or anything like that, but really a quick conversation. If you can do it in person, perfect, even better. If you can't, you know, quick phone call and or, or Zoom or whatever they prefer, right? Just kind of learning your audience and, and really understanding how you can provide that value, but also 
if you haven't done that, you, me personally, and I'm sure some of you hired people remotely in the last couple of years, and, and if they didn't get a chance to get introductions to some key uh, stakeholders, also make sure that you take the time to introduce your team uh, members to the key players and make sure that they know who they are and that they can open up that conversation and continue the dialogue. Uh, very important in, in internal audit than any profession to build those relationships and, and really have the, the positive momentum and uh, adding value, understanding how you can do it. Yeah, that's a good point about if you were like hired remote during all of this and you haven't met the um, various executives or whoever it is that you would maybe typically meet it, it, within that first month or as part of onboarding. Um, I remember when I was in, in internal audit in an internal audit position and within like the first two weeks, I met like the CISO, the CIO, uh, the data team that was outside of audit, you know, like it was just like a road show for a week of, Hey, this is our new guy. And he does data stuff and you guys go hang out and talk. Um, and so I hadn't really thought about that before. I think that's a, a really good idea. Um, well, let's say you come back on the show a year from now, what would we be talking about then? We're going to be asking that, um, have we figured out this whole hybrid remote situation? <laughs> How is this working for you? And now hopefully we'll say now that we're all fully staffed and we have all of our you know, dream team, how do we retain them, right? Are we giving them the, the tools? Are we giving them the opportunities? Do we understand what really drives them uh, to be you know, part of the team, part of the company? And, uh, and hopefully you know, we'll switch our dialogue from where do we find our talent to how do we keep them motivated and how do we advance them within our company? All right, so we've talked a lot of people, uh, which is no surprise after our initial conversation um, and getting to know you a little bit more and the importance of people. Um, but also just, I wanted to throw it out there to you. Is there anything else that you would want to leave the audience with? Yes. Uh, well, th first of all, thank you for having me today. Really, uh, it's been a great conversation, but I, I want to say that, um, you know, we talked a lot about people, but, uh, sometimes we get so busy and, and we forget to actually take a pause and thank your team for everything that they do and recognize each person because they really work really hard to contribute to the success of the internal audit team and your organization as well. So uh, take, take a minute and recognize them and whatever that could mean to each specific person could be different, but that, that really goes a long way. So uh, I would definitely urge you to do that. But also uh, continue building your network because this is how we learn from each other. This is how we know how to do certain things or how to not to do something at all. And uh, and that's what makes us uh, stronger and more successful as internal audit professionals. So thank you for having me today. Hey, everyone. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Audit Podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere. So please hit the subscribe button there. If you're listening through iTunes or Spotify, feel free to go give us that five-star rating. It only took me about 16 seconds to give myself a five-star review. And it really helps to get future guests to come on the show. So we'd really appreciate that. Lastly, be sure to check out the show notes and follow us on all our social media channels on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. Also, if interested, please sign up for our weekly newsletter from the Audit Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great one.